What is up, you beautiful people? Welcome back to another episode of the Built on Bitcoin podcast. I'm your host, Jake. You'll see me around as Jake Blockchain. And today, we have uh, the team members from Savita Mining, which you've seen the Savita Guild. Uh, and this is a sub-project within the guild that is solely focused on unlocking proof-of-transfer light tokens, which we all know as this thing that connects stacks to Bitcoin, it allows you to get your Bitcoin yield, but it's much more than that. And we've seen that with the CityCoins project, which has been huge. Uh, everybody's hyped about it, and it, and it uses this POX Lite protocol. But uh, there's much more that could be done with that. It's a whole new design space that I didn't realize can fund a whole bunch of different things. You could open up mining for a little while, have it kind of be like a perpetual uh, IPO in a sense. Um, yeah, so we talk about some POX Lite stuff. We go into some questions around uh, if you're a new Clarity developer, how what's the best way to proceed? Because two of these guys didn't start till this year. And, uh, yeah, a bunch of stuff like that. So, great talk. I've been a miner since pool one of Miami Coin. Uh, I've gotten to know these guys kind of over the months in di- different forms and fashions. So, I'm excited. And, yeah, just enjoy this conversation with three of the members of the Sabrita Guild, Bowtide Munib, NVIDIA, and Diopitas. <laughs> Welcome to Built on Bitcoin. A good place to start with you guys. I think you guys have a pretty well-known name in the ecosystem, but it's kind of like the group has as much power as the individuals, but some of you guys individually are still kind of like on the edge. People don't really know about your guys' background. So maybe a brief overview of each of your guys' backgrounds and what your kind of unique uh, skill set is or what you bring to the Savita Guild. And we could maybe start with you, Munib. Yeah, sure. Um, so my background is in uh, finance and investments. I manage a multi-billion dollar investment portfolio for a business. And, um, you know, I've been doing that for probably, I guess, going on almost 10 years now. Uh, you know, it's it's a good gig, but um, you know, I've, you know, being in the investment space, you know, you see the writing on the wall that like blockchain is coming and it's really going to transform a lot of what's going on in like the legacy financial system. And so I wanted to be a part of that. Right. And, you know, I found stacks and I was like, this technology is great. And uh, you know, and then I found about, found out about city coins and, you know, I, I came to the conclusion my, on my own, probably a couple of years ago that, like government is really broken and that the you know that we primarily broken because there's no feedback mechanism um like with results right like if you if you own a business if you have a business that business you know the value of the equity of that business is going to is really going to fluctuate based upon the value that that business is providing and you know the value that it's providing to the equity with government there's no accountability for results there's less accountability for results, right? Because these these officials are elected into into office, and there's like no key performance indicators or metrics that they're measured based upon, right? There's no market feedback mechanism, and I think that Citicoins really maybe has the potential to really, you know, create that market feedback mechanism. So anyway, that's my background. Um, I'll pass it off to Dio. Yeah, so um, I'm Dio Pittis. I go by Dio for short. Um, my background is in 
digital marketing and uh, software development. So currently I've been focusing a lot on development as has been the case with kind of, you know, all the building that we've been doing lately with um, the City Coins project. Um, so specifically for Savita, mainly the projects that I've been involved in have all been around, um, you know, initially when we launched MiamiCoin.com, which was where Miami Coin was activated by miners. It was mined as well as people can still stack there. Um, and then working on the decentralized pool, Mine.Miami, which uh, Bowtie had briefly touched on, which basically was just a completely decentralized way of mining. And then now Savita Mining, uh, which we were going to have be the kind of go-to place for all types of tools, analytics, as well as um, using kind of a hybrid smart contract approach for mining. Um, so the smart contract is actually, you know, being able to hold all the funds, being able to mine, um, but we are able to, you know, using our analytics behind the scenes, most effectively mine using it versus, you know, it just mining a certain amount every block. And are you are you doing more front end or smart contract? And how's how's it been working uh, in this kind of Web3 era? So Web3 has been amazing. Um, I've loved the experience that I've had. I mostly uh, work on the front end, but I do do a little bit of clarity. Um, but NVIDIA is the uh, clarity prodigy of our team. Got it. Okay. NVIDIA, what's uh, what's some of your background and your deadly skill set? Hey. Um, so, well, a year and a half ago, uh, I dropped out of school to do software engineering full time. And about, well, earlier this year in like February, March, I really wanted to get into crypto, but it felt like there's a very high barrier to entry, you know, with like maths and just technical skills, which I didn't necessarily have as many of at the time. And then I came across the Civita Guild and I mean, it just seemed like a really amazing place where people were coming from all different backgrounds, wanting to start really cool projects and stacks. So yeah, I reached out to Asteria and he introduced me to Dio. And I mean, we just started working on things together, uh, starting with SidePool. And at the time, like I, was, I really wanted to learn Clarity. I had never learned any kind of smart contract language before. So I just spent like weeks just like really, really getting to the bottom of, of it and I'm figuring it all out. And now I, like, I, can, I can get up smart contracts like pretty quickly. We, we always knew a little bit of like front end stuff, but we've both been learning it together. Um, like I'm trying all these new frameworks, think, trying which ones fit us best. And yeah, it's, it's just been really fun. And when you say dropped out of school, are you are you talking high school, college? Because like, given the Savita Guild, none of that's off the table. Yeah, it would be high school. Got it. You guys are crazy. Um, what is what has been some of the big like things or unlocks that you've learned from Clarity that you might pass down to someone who's new? Because I'm I'm going into Clarity Universe uh, cohort two. Like this this next year is going to be educating people on clarity once I learn it myself. So what would you say to someone like me who's about to deep dive into it? Any advice? Well, for me, what I find most useful was um, really just asking more questions when you're unsure of something, because I'm really, I'm really terrible at that. Like I'd spend hours on this one little problem where, where I know I could ask like, like at a question and someone will get back to me. Like I know I could do that, but then I'm just, I was just scared to do that. And it's just, I wasn't used to doing that. So, but it can really like, really like help accelerate 
you're learning if you just keep on asking questions like obviously you want to like you want to try first you don't want to just ask it immediately but as soon as you hit that wall you're better off just giving up and just asking someone because it's gonna be someone that knows the answer and yeah. especially with a, like a new language such as clarity the docs aren't necessarily that thorough in terms of covering like a lot of different use cases um for what you're trying to do but yeah so it's just the community is really where you want to look for. Interesting. Yeah, w one of the things that I quickly understood once I started doing a little bit of computer programming is that the computer is very literal. Like, it's going to take your code, and if it's bad, it's going to spit out uh, incorrect things. But coding is pretty creative. There's, like, 20 different ways to achieve the same end result. Uh, do you think a good way to learn clarity specifically is to look at smart contracts because everything isn't out in the open to look at like a public facing well-known or highly used contract like say the megapont marketplace contract and reverse engineer it if you were trying to like uh you know fast track some of your development time and and learn proper um almost like guardrails do you was that something you might do if you're going back well, personally, um, when I read like some of the other contracts, like especially one of the first ones I looked into, like the most commonly used one would probably be the uh, the stacking, the stacks, like stacking contract. The um, uh, but it just looks like a bunch of like gibberish. <laughs> like at the time for me, I had no idea what was going on. And but one thing you do notice if you do look at a bunch of different contracts, you see that they all. They some a lot of them do things in common with like their maps and stuff for keeping track of users, and it's just those kind of things that it's something you could come you could figure out yourself if you're building your own um if you're building your own idea in a contract. And I think if you did it by yourself before um before just like copying it, like trying to intuitively figure out why it would work, really solidifies your understanding. And well, that's that's what what I did originally. That was before I even like figure out that I could just ask people for help. But, um, yeah. So. No, that's, that's good advice. It's the first thing I felt when I stopped doing a tutorial is that you feel kind of naked and afraid when you just have like a blank, uh, IDE and you just got to type it whenever you type in is you're like, I've, I don't even know where to start. So, uh, that's good advice just to kind of like hack away. And then when you get stuck, someone can, someone out there is willing to help and has probably been in that same scenario. Cause you're all kind of, in similar scenarios of being in the at the bleeding edge. Yeah, so the the actual the decentralized one that we had for Miami Pool, it was actually the first contract I had ever written. So I that was when I was learning Clarity is when I wrote that. And it's just it's just loads of different iterations just slowly getting there and, and eventually we got it. The Savita Guild's been building a bunch of stuff in the Stacks ecosystem and they're pretty well known for being early adopters and supporters of the CityCoins protocol. What exactly is Saivita Mining? Yeah, it's a great question. Saivita Mining is a platform designed to pool capital for mining proof of transfer light tokens. So currently we're focused on CityCoins, but we hope to expand into other proof of transfer light tokens as the Stacks ecosystem develops. And we also hope to actually, um, you know, potentially push some of those projects forward. You know, the proof of transfer light mechanism, you know, like CityCoins is the first implementation of this. And it's a brilliant implementation that I think really does poten potentially solve like a real problem. Like how do you create a market feedback mechanism for cities? 
um, and also, you know, attract stakeholders globally to, to, to your city, right? So I think that's one potential benefit. But then there's also, uh, you know, you could, there are so, so many things you could do with the proof of transfer light mechanism where, you know, you could use that effectively as like an equity funding mechanism. Um, so, you know, you could have a project that has a token, um, you know, you fund that, you fund that project by mining the token and you could set it to where like maybe maybe you mine it in spurts right so like maybe you have uh maybe you have allow for mining um you know for like 100 blocks or 200 blocks or 300 blocks and you release so many coins and then you just shut it off and you're like we're not going to mine anymore because we've raised all the funds we need to do this project and then um you know wait and see what kind of you know results you get right so i think that there's a lot of potential uh that that could come out of just the proof of transfer light mechanism alone and we want to really try and you know push that forward and develop it ah oh, that's that's really interesting i hadn't thought about so you guys are thinking about the proof of transfer proof proof of transfer light mechanism in all of its uh potential use cases cuz yeah and and that in that kind of scenario where you have this like scarcity and a, a small window, um, you can have a, a burst of interest and people can mine it and show interest by speaking with their dollars in a sense. And then they get their token and that could be, you know, part fractionalized ownership or something like that uh, to kickstart or fund some kind of development or application. Yeah. I've, yeah, I've never, I've never thought about that. That's super interesting. Can you go a little deeper? How you guys think? Yeah, so uh, you know, I think that I think first you need. So I actually believe that maybe the proof of transfer light, the whole mechanism itself, may have you know, like Citicoins is obviously a, a great, um, you know, like a great project, and, and I believe that there's there's I mean you're, there's already traction, right? You've already seen uh, Francis Suarez effectively, you know, in the mayor, the city of Miami, they've picked up the bag. Um, you know, you've seen uh, Eric Adams of New York. Um, you know, he's effectively come out and said they want their own city coin. They're likely to pick up their bag, right? So you're already starting to see um, you're already starting to see adoption of the actual protocol. But I also believe that you you could just as easily see um, these kinds of use cases with like a, a real business. Um, you know, and, and again, like use that as like an equity funding mechanism. Uh, I, I think that there's a lot of different things that you could do, right? So you could have, um, you know, you could change, you could have the stacking rewards effectively. Like you could allow for like continued mining, for instance, right? You could, like the mining could go on forever, but you could change the payout from being, you know, say 30% goes to the the wallet of whatever business it is you're funding. You, you could have the business say, well, you, you could have like a DAO set up, right? Where that business is effectively run by a DAO and that DAO can decide to say, set that uh, wallet contribution for the business to zero. So that way all all mining, all stacks that go into mining actually get paid out to the stackers, right? So there, there are so many different things that you could do there um, to, to really fund a business. Um, and, you know, I think Patrick has talked about this as well. Uh, you know, he's mentioned affinity coins in the past. So um, I think it's kind of like that, um, you know, like there are so many different use cases and different things that you could fund. There are also like industry industry standards. So um, there's somebody within the guild, um, his name's Brian. Um, I, and I can't pronounce his last name, right? I can't remember his last name off the top of my head, but he's uh, he's from Austin. And he's been talking about a project called Holcoin for a while. And the idea there is effectively like, you know, let's create an industry standard for um, like for, for like Whole Foods effectively uh, or like better for you consumer products. 
and like let's put it on let's put it on the packaging, right? Let's say that this is a whole coin compliant um, this is a whole coin compliant product. And then if you know consumers were to buy that product, maybe they could get some of that whole coin. Maybe they could redeem um, maybe they could redeem their purchase for a small amount of whole coin or something like that as, as like a rebate, and and in that way kind of be engaged in the ecosystem. So, you know, just it's just one idea, right? But I, I think that the idea has legs and I think that we could probably take it and do something with it. And so, you know, it, it's on the horizon. It's on the roadmap. It's maybe not something that we're going to do tomorrow, right? Because we're busy really trying to build out um, the functionality around city coins um, and, and improve the user experience around, you know, getting access to mining, stacking, um, city coins, all of those things, effectively managing your city coins portfolio. So we want to build out that use case first, but you know we believe that the proof of transfer light mechanism, you know that that has um, that has a diverse and broad set of use cases. All right, you just blew my mind a little bit because I went into this expecting to talk uh, mostly about city coins, and I, I think we'll continue down that path. But we'll have to have another call in the future just on this kind, the broader uh, implications of proof of transfer light. Because, yeah, I think there's a ton there's, there's a ton there that I'm trying to think in the moment, and uh, I can't do it while also fielding, fielding questions. But, um, yeah, that's, that's pretty fascinating. But the city coins specifically, in, in the broad scope, why should someone use a pool compared to just going themselves? That's a, another great question. Um... You know, I think that the answer there is simply to distribute risk or minimize risk, right? You know, especially at the outset of mining city coins, <clears throat> the, the bidding can be pretty competitive. You know, I think we saw um, New York City coin blocks go for like 5,000 stacks per block, you know, uh, you know, for a while there at the very beginning. And, you know, if you're if you're like a small miner, let's say you have like 100 stacks that you want to, you know, potentially invest in city coins, right? You can't get access to that because there's nobody that's selling it at the outset, right? Because, you know, nobody's had time to list it on an exchange. It hasn't even been mined into existence. But if you want to get access, early access, um, you know, if you go and bid 100 stacks on a single block where the bid is 5,000 stacks per block, well, then, you know, your odds are what? Like like 2% of winning that. So, you know, you have a 98% chance of losing all of your stacks effectively. And what we do is, you know, we create these mining pools where you can put in a hundred stacks and you're almost guaranteed to win some amount of the city coin, right? So you can effectively reduce your risk by pooling with, uh, pooling your capital with other like-minded individuals. Definitely. Um, and what you guys have done a multitude of pools, both for Miami coin and uh, New York coin. What what has been the results so far? How many pools have you guys done, and what's been some of the 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 yield of the results from some of those? Great, yeah, it's a good question. So, for the for the Miami pools, um, you know, those were the very first ones, and we the Savita mining. We started mining um, the very first at the very launch of Miami coin, right? So we've been mining pretty, pretty much since the beginning. Um, when we started then, it was like a private pool. And, uh, you know, we, you know, we were still figuring it out. Um, but, but, you know, we mined, I think, six manual pools um, that were managed by um, myself and one other. And then in the mean, in the meantime, um, 
Dio, NVIDIA, and at the time, Asteria were working on building out um, Mine.Miami, which was effectively a smart contract mining solution. And that went on for a while, but you know there was some network congestion that was going on at the time. And it, the effectively, the implementation was slowed down to such an extent by the network congestion that didn't really work. So we had to kind of go back to the drawing board and rebuild it. Um, but in total for Miami, we deployed 1.2, I call it 1.3 million stacks. Um, and we mined 121 million Miami coin. And then for New York City coin, we have had three pools so far. We're on our fourth pool and we have deployed uh, about two and a half million stacks um, and we've mined over 195 million New York City coin. So in total, we've deployed like three, 3.7 million stacks um, and we've mined about 317 million city coins. Those are some heavy weight numbers. Yep. Some I think people are curious about because that the hype around city coins has been huge and everyone sees the potential, but a lot of it has been stuck in that phase where it's just potential and a lot of the price as it's going down is because people are getting a little disenchanted, I think, of things not happening quick enough. Um, and we've seen that with Miami Coin, where it's just kind of been trending. It was it was peaking and, and valleying a little bit, and now it's just kind of been trending downwards in the past uh, month and a half to two months. Um, two questions. One, how has that affected mining? And two, what do you think are the factors that are playing into Miami Coin's price and mining the coin? So I would say, first off, the trend that we've seen has pretty much been like a, a steady decline in the amount of stacks per block. So I think now with Miami Coin, you know, we're down below 500 stacks per block. I think, you know, we've even seen some that have been as low as like 250 stacks per block. Um, so, you know, you're, you're seeing that demand fall off quite a bit. Um, and you're also starting to see it with New York City Coin. I think maybe with New York City Coin, it's because folks are pretty you know, are pretty uh, exposed to New York City coin and there's not a lot of liquidity because it hasn't been listed on an exchange yet. But in terms of like the price factor, so without having, so, you know, like when, what we saw with Miami coin was that, um, you know, it was it was mining pretty cheap up until it got listed on OKCoin. And then when it got listed on OKCoin, OKCoin also uh, incorporated the stacking functionality. And with that stacking functionality, they you, you could effectively like they were showing an APY that was like you know 500, 700%, you know some ridiculous number. And I think that draws a lot of eyeballs, right? So if you're just if you, if you're somebody on the OKCoin platform and maybe you've never heard of Miami Coin or maybe you've never heard of New York City Coin or whatever, and you see this 700% APY coin that you can buy and, and stack, and you see that it's trading at like two cents a coin or something like that, you're probably thinking like, one, there's probably price appreciation here. And then two, I can earn a fat yield on this, right? So I think that a lot of folks, I think that that creates a lot of demand right there, right there, like at the outset, and that causes kind of a pop in price. Um, and then I think, you know, as the stacking rewards fall off, right, because there's, for the first 10,000 blocks of any city coin mining, there's a kind of a bonus reward period where um, the amount of city coin you get per block is like 250,000 city coins. And then after 10,000 blocks, it dropped out, drops down to 100,000 city coins for like four years, right? And so whenever you see that drop off, um, 
you know, the total stacks that are going to be bid on those blocks are also going to go down, which means that the yield is going to go down, which probably means that maybe the demand um, for stacking, for buying and stacking that coin is also going to go down. In the long run, I would say that uh, all of these city coins are ultimately, the value of all these city coins are ultimately going to be determined by the utility of the token itself, right? So how well integrated is it to you know the city that it's named after, right? So how well integrated is Miami coin with Miami? How well integrated is New York City coin with New York City? Uh, and then the use cases that get built on top of that, right? Um, and you know I think so far we haven't seen any super interesting use cases, but you know we're thinking about it and we're you know we're we're trying to do what we can as well to to push that forward. So. Uh, I think a big, I think a, a big aspect of this is just uh, education and attention, right? In the crypto space, there's th- so much going on all the time, and everybody's kind of chasing the hot, new, shiny thing. To such an extent that I think that people overlook really good projects, you know. And I think CityCoins is a great project. So I think that, uh, another, you know, real p- potential use case here is, um, or not even potential use case, but just like how do you get people interested in the project? I think you have to educate people, right? it's not very straightforward. It's not super simple. It's a little bit complex, like the whole, you know, you have to spend stacks to mine it. Um, You know, once you get it, then you have to stack it. Uh, You know, like what's the long-term value, like all of these things. When people get into the city coins, like those things aren't immediately, there's no, there's no centralized source that tells you or decentralized source for that matter, that tells you this is where, like, this is, this is what city coins are all about. Um, Here's the long-term value. You know, like there's there's nothing that really spells that out. So I think education is like really important. And so we actually recently had a conversation with some folks that do um, gamification, gamified like corporate education. So it's like a mobile platform and they effectively take um, like educational content and they turn it into like a game. Um, and they've, I, you know, they're a startup. I think they're like a relatively, I think they're re- relatively well off startup like i think they've they have quite a bit of traction actually and they've they've got quite a bit of quite a few corporate clients and they're trying to expand into into web3 and they actually think city coins is a great is a great place to go and so we've been in talks with them about maybe helping to you know build out some of the educational content maybe um fund um city coin rewards for 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 completing the you know, the games, those kinds of things, right? And I think that that would, that would go really far. And actually, we hope to incorporate this also on our website, um, savitamining.com. Yeah, I think, I think that's critical. The education part is the, the biggest lagging factor, along with just a super easy onboarding experience, because I don't think you'll see, like, Bitcoin go crazy mass adoption until, like, Lightning is as easy to use as, like, Cash App is. Or using city coins in like a coffee shop isn't as hard as like using your Starbucks app on your phone. And you just lo- you reload your card and then you- it has a QR code and it scans and that that's it. Um, do you think it's safe to say then that there's like a two sided marketplace here where the because you're saying that the price action will mostly come from the utility of the individual coin how it's implemented at the local level. So I can see how at the local level there's most people are just going to buy on an exchange or however they get it. They're not going to necessarily be mining, but some people will. 
Um, but they'll be using the coin for things. They'll be going to the coffee shop or buying furniture or whatever it is or paying their parking tickets, potentially with city coins. And then the mining aspect will prob- probably be more uh, driven by the global crypto economy and they'll be they'll be operating on the arbitrage aspect of it or the how the city is implementing and the price appreciation of that token potentially. Do you think that's a fair way to look at the landscape? I think it's probably too early to say, to be completely honest. You know, I, I think we have to see, you know, we have to see that integration get built out and, and see how folks, um, you know, interact with city coins, right? Um, I, I do think that, you know, there is, the potential does exist for a lot of folks to get involved in mining. I, I don't see why folks couldn't get involved in mining, right? Um, simply because, you know, if, if you create a platform that is straightforward enough and simple enough and, and people understand it, um, maybe that's how people get access to city coins, right? Maybe they get access to city coins through mining. Um, just my thoughts. No, I think, I think that... If we could educate that part, that would be ideal because instead of having to go to an exchange and buy it for whatever price you want, um, if the mining pool gets advanced enough with maybe some analytics or at least just a history of expected returns, you could pretty much, you can't guarantee anything, but you can almost guarantee that they'll get some subset of coins, but you also get the added benefit of feeding the city's wallet. And if you're a stacker, you're helping aid in that stacking mechanism too. So it, it has more pros than just straight buying from exchange does. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I kind of view it as like, if you stop and think about like um, the way that a business finances itself, you know, like like in the equity markets, for instance, there's like an initial public offering, like an IPO, and then there's like secondary trading of the stock, right? So if you participate in the IPO, you are directly funding the business. If you trade it in the secondary market, you are effectively, you're not funding the business, right? You're you're just speculating on the value of the company or the value of, or maybe you just want ownership in, in the company or whatever it is, right? I think the same is true of Citicoins where, the mining is like a perpetual IPO, effectively, and the um, the trading of the city coins is like you know trading in the secondary. And you know, like both of those things are going to have some place in the future, um, you know, because people that do mine city coins, maybe they decide you know they're overexposed to one particular city coin, or they want to get into a different one, or maybe they want to diversify their portfolio, whatever it is, right? Um, th- there's definitely going to be a place for both of those things, but I think for the those that are really interested in you know, supporting their city or, you know, whatever city it is, they would probably tend toward mining because they want to have that direct impact, um, you know, with their city, I think. Yeah, it, it's a big value add. But yeah, this is this has been super interesting. I want to start to close this down and I'd love to hear what what can people expect in the next, say, six months from the Guild and this kind of like mining focused uh, approach you guys are going with right now? Yeah. Um, you know, we're, I know for a fact NVIDIA and Dio are working very hard on building out and bringing some additional functionality um, to our website. So um, I'm not going to say anything more than that um, just because it's a competitive market and, uh, you know, we want to keep it under apps until we're ready to release. But um, you know, that's, you know, we have, we have some big things planned for um, SciVitaMining.com. And, um, you know, we're going to keep mining, you know, I think that that's kind of our, you know, our, our, our focus is to just make, make sure that we continue to execute on and, and do what we're doing well. So. Very cool. Uh, 
Well, yeah, I've participated in the mining along with you guys since the beginning. It's been probably some of the most fun I've had in Stacks since I've been in the ecosystem. So I definitely encourage anybody, uh, whether you're like city coins or just want to experiment and you just got Stacks just chilling, uh, check it out. Where where can people go if they want to participate? Yeah, so um, SaivitaMining.com um, is where you're going to go if you want to contribute stacks to either our miami coin mining pool or new york city coin mining pool um right now both of those pools are closed um they're they're open for limited windows um around the start of each um the around the start of each cycle so um if, if you're curious curious and you want to join in or you know you want to have an idea of um you know when those pools will open up i would encourage you to join the Savita discord so that's discord.gg backslash Saivita, S-Y-V-I-T-A. Um, yeah, join our Discord. Um, you know, come come hang out with us. You know, we we have a pretty vibrant community. We've got a lot of folks that um, are very helpful in, you know, helping new folks um, get onboarded and, and figure out what mining is all about and, you know, how, how to participate and how it all works. Um, and, you know, you know, we're, we're going to try our best to publish some, some docs and some educational material around how people can get involved as well. Beautiful. Uh, I got no more questions, but do you guys have any other closing thoughts before we shut it down? Uh, thanks for being in our pool, man. We really appreciate it. And thanks for having us on here. You know, I, uh, we, we really do appreciate that as well. It's, it's my pleasure. NVIDIA, what you got? There's just a severe yeah, lack. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm super down. I think uh, there's just a severe lack of content and exp- exploring all the nuance in the ecosystem. So I no, I was just gonna it. say thanks again. But, I mean, sorry, we're we're regular you. listeners. We just caught up on your last one with uh, Mike Sarasati. I think is how you pronounce his last name. Is really good. So, well, like you said, we're all building together, right? Yep, hundred percent. And Mike, Mike, uh, he made the interview process super easy he makes me look good because he's just so good like uh it really made me realize like i asked him some questions about how to engage a community and you know i've done enough of these now that i could see how some people get tripped up by the way i ask a question and it can kind of throw off like they have to process how i'm thinking about it or how am i wrong and that word's off and they have to tweak it but he he is definitely a master of being able to kind of like take what you said uh, make you feel heard, but then roll with the punches and then sh- and shift the topic just enough that, uh, you know, if I ask a question like, you know, is is uh, is government um, unwilling to innovate? Like that's kind of a loaded question, and I didn't mean it that way. And he'll just he'll just shift it to be like, yeah, well, you know, cities aren't startups, so I then go into his next little riff. Like it, as as I hear that, I'm definitely like. There's life lessons in there of how to engage with people and still make them feel understood and heard, but also give your expertise and have you have you have it without having to just kind of like talk over people. So, uh, yeah, Sarasti is a beast, and I highly encourage everyone, especially if you're interested in city coins. That's like a that's a must watch for sure. Yeah, yeah, he definitely he's a master about bridging it. I'm I'm glad that he's kind of our mouthpiece to the city, and I would just encourage anyone who's like has some uncertainty or doubt about the city coins project is to listen to that interview because like we're, we're so early, right? Like Bowtie was saying, it seems like all the coins that are hot right now are 
derived from some type of dog. Um, but the projects that are going to last are projects like city coins. And I mean, you have the stacks accelerator accelerator. Now that's funding projects built on it. The city plans to do a lot with it. We ourselves are looking at a bunch of different utilities that we can apply. And so it's very ex- exciting. I would just say, you know, make sure you're hodling your city coins. Yeah. I listened to that. I did that interview and then as soon as it was over and like the, the video was processing, I went and just dropped a few more hundred on <laughs> coin just because I was so bullish after the call. I was like, man, I got to, this is foolish not to. I was going to say, that's exactly how I am. I'm looking at the price last night and I'm like, this is such a discount. I need to buy some more. Yeah. I feel the exact same way. Miami coin is is the, the project, man. I think it's the UCD coin, right? Just because, first off, they have first mover advantage, right? They have the lead. And then on top of that, you have like a very engaged mayor and, and CIO, right? Chief innovation officer. It's amazing. Yep, 100%. Like, I think, I think that New York as like the finance capital of the world is interesting. And the fact that it has like the bit license and kind of a storied history with Bitcoin and crypto... Uh, it could be a good Trojan horse, but the way that Miami is kind of like, they're already doing the ethos of a lot of crypto, like, you know, believe in capitalism, pro-tech, low taxes, like, just let the people do their thing. But behind closed doors, like, there's a ton, a ton of innovation that I think we're going to see start to trickle out in the next six to 12 months that's going to put Miami coin pretty securely at the top if i had to if i had to bet on it so i i I think the the future of civic engagement's exciting and uh you know if you're hearing this you don't don't think that you're late because you know we're on pool number seven or whatever it is like it's still super 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 welcome to built on bitcoin i know the things don't always go